This is Brian, and this is RB Talks. Episode 5. Episode 5. This is our fifth episode, Reggie. Cinco. How many followers do we have now? Like 26? No. Well, okay. How many views do we have? That's it depends. I don't know YouTube stuff. I haven't looked at the YouTube analytics in a while, because there really wasn't that many. But the podcast is actually growing a little bit. So I like that. I don't know. I think we're over 30. Down Dig those. it. There's nothing moves. like double digits, man. I'm digging double digits. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 doing what's doing. And I, I anticipate this to be a slow starter, so I mean, I'm not really worried about it. But well, and we do now have Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> we can put those in the description below. I will send uh, those to you, Reggie, so you can post those, so people can go on and comment about our our lovely conversations that we have. Yeah, and I mean, just so. We're both not social media people. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I've learned how to use it. I'm pretty handy with I, it. At first I was. I, I mean, I yeah. was on social media all the time, but I got tired of it and just found it to be. Ugh. But so that's not to say we don't have things to share. I mean, yeah. you know, we'll be putting some stuff well, in the. We'll be posting like some of these great and awesome podcasts that we listen to and, you know, some of the books that we're reading and. You know, so people can get a little bit clear understanding of where we're coming from. Yeah. You know. Um so how was your week, man? It's all right, dude. Full on stress, right? Yep. I like it. Full on stress. Look, leading a global team in a corporate world is a it can be a really gratifying experience, but it could also be a holy shit experience. Nice. And, and I mean, it's it's just the way it is, man. I mean, because you have a lot of different things to worry about. And I'm like, I'm not like uh, a VP or a executive. I'm a middle management guy. So it's like, I'm really in the, <laughs> the kind of the like meh part of management. Right. So it's yeah. just, uh, it's just one of those things, but it's still there. And I mean, I'm still trying. And I think I, it's not like I don't have any hope or any, it's that, that's not it. It's just, it's just, I'm in a place right now with, work that is it's just there's some hurdles that have to be tackled and i i can't control everything and it's like you know how do i do it but i'll get there um and i say that as i'm covered in red icing from my daughter's birthday party <laughs> yeah you know so reggie and i both had eventful weekends uh i went on a trip to celebrate my in-laws 50th wedding anniversary dude that's kind of a shocker 50 years is a long time. Like that's mm -hmm. like, I look at Julie and I've been married for golly, 20 years. Yikes. That's 20 years, man. We've been together for 26. That's a lot. It's a long time. time. Yeah. So that's, you know, um, but they've been together for 50 years and, you know, listening to them talk, just kind of soaking up knowledge this weekend about things that they've gone through and how they handled them. And they're both, just absolutely bedrock people of faith, right? So to hear how they handle things, you know, it's funny. Some of the questions we're going to go over today, they were there when I asked them and their answers were very, you know, I had kind of three generations of married Julie's sister, who's been married for seven years. We've been married for 20. Her parents have been married for 50. So when I was mm -hmm. asking these questions, what I thought was kind of amazing was the spectrum of answers yeah. Which kind of lay in different stages of being married. Right. Like that's a, yeah. that's, that's a really heavy, it, it really did shock me because the answers were very diverse 
all from people of faith, right? All from people who we all really share the same background in, in a, so to speak, but knowing where they are in the stages of marriage had a lot to do with the answers that were coming. Well, and what we're going to talk about today is just the being a wife, which yeah. neither of us are, but it's, we, we certainly have a perspective on how we see the role of a wife, but we had this idea. We're like, well, we'll just ask our wives some critical questions Yes, about what they see because at the end of the day, we we'll see things one way. They'll sometimes see it a different way. And part of any successful relationship, especially a marriage is being able to look at those different perspectives and cross that line and, and interpret and communicate at that level. Absolutely. And uh, between the husband and wife, it's so critical for that communication piece to be worked out to understand at least being some impact empathetic about, Empathic? Is that it? Empathetic. I know, but I was for some reason I'm I'm stuck on it. Empathic. I don't know why. Anywho, All right, here but we go. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I think it's uh, it's critical for us. But it's it and it's a good exercise, honestly, to like actually ask your wife some questions about what they think about being a wife. Well, I actually enjoyed <laughs> listening to her. I learned a lot. Yeah, you know, not I mean nothing like earth shattering. But perspective is a lot, right? Like, <laughs> well, getting confirmation about yeah. what you think too. Like, yeah. if you're like, okay, I think she's this way, and if you ask a question, it confirms it. At least you know you're, <laughs> you're yeah. okay. I'm seeing this the right way, but it's the ones where you get like, ooh, that's oh. not what I. All right, okay. <laughs> you but know, that, I mean, you know, you got to have it. Like when we were when we were having this conversation, you know. One of the things I realized in having this conversation was just how impactful that my wife is on a day-to-day basis. I always knew and will always have always known that Julie was the person that I would be with, but you don't really get clear perspective until you hear words that are fed in Mm -hmm. a way that you may not have thought about it. We're linear thinkers, right? Like men, most men are linear thinkers, right? We're waffles, dude. One pocket of syrup at a time, right? Um, women, and I don't mean this as, as a negative, are spaghetti thinkers. Like they, they have to be able to multitask. And my wife is sort of a bolt-on thinker, right? Like she's going to put pieces onto the, to the puzzle, right? And what was interesting was when I would ask a question, I could actually see that using those, those, those add-ons or those questions were helping her formulate her answer. Right. Yeah. But it's hard too. So, cause you might catch a question. You've caught one before where you'll catch a question where you're like, I wasn't ready for that. Not in a bad way, but dude, I don't, I don't know. I've thought about it at all. Well, you know what I did? I, I was like, look, I told my wife, I, I have some questions I want to get some answers for, for our next episode. Cause we're going to talk about wives. And I said, really, what would be cool if we could, like, interview our wives? But I said, we just don't have the time or the stuff to really make that happen. Really, really the room. What? A, yeah, yeah. What is, whatever the case, we just don't, don't have it. So I was like, I have, we have some questions we thought of. Yeah. And I said, I shared a, a note. I just put them all in a <laughs> iPhone's note. And I was like, yeah. here. And so she just collaborated on it and just answered the, yeah. the questions. So – Let's just say this first, okay? I think I think for from my my perspective, 
a wife is critical for me to be successful, uh, for me to be the man and husband and father I am. Uh, my wife is crucial. And I would say not that I couldn't be those things without her, but it does make me better at what I do. Mm-hmm. So, and if that's the, I think that's the overarching goal between your marriage is to have that be that way where she makes you function better, whatever you're doing, and you help her function better at what she's doing. And it, that's the, that's the circle that should be happening in a, in a marriage that's pro- productive and positive. Thoughts on that, Brian? I think that I think what you're saying is very true, but I think more along for me is I need the challenge. My wife will, in the most respectful way, will challenge me. You know, just what have you been? You know, why why do you think that? What 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 brought you to that point? You know, I without challenge, we tend to get into grooves where we kind of get stuck, right? So from time to time, we have to be challenged and. You know, it's great to have a person to do life with, but it's great to have a person to do life with where they they are your check and balance, right? Like they give you the feedback and it's honest feedback too. The one thing I can depend on from my wife is if I ask a question, she's going to answer it in the best way she knows how and she's going to answer it honestly. And if she thinks I'm not doing great at something, she's going to tell me. Now she's going to tell me in a very respectful and loving way, but she's going to tell me like, I don't have to go digging around for what I'm looking for. She's going to be very honest with me. Whereas with a lot of our relationships, there's not that depth Mm. of, I mean, it's respect. If you if you truly respect a person, you're going to be willing to tell them, Hey man, I don't, I don't feel like you're, you're doing what you should be doing. And for me, I need that challenge. Right. I need that day to day challenge. I need somebody to meet me where I'm at and be like, hey, you could do better or, hey, you're doing great. Keep keep cranking. Right. You know, it just depends. So, yeah, I'm different. I don't need that. Yeah. You know what I mean? For for me. uh, And it's one of the things I'm working on, but I I don't I don't necessarily like her to. get. uh, Well, okay. let me say this. I like feedback, but I don't need it from her in that way to challenge me um but it, i do need it <laughs> that's the, that's what i guess that's where i'm where i'm trying to go it's like I, I haven't wanted it or like even appreciated it sometimes but it's uh but i should you know yeah so I mean, and we've talked about that before me, me, me and critical um it's just tough for me. <laughs> to, well, I think you and I uh, both are driven guys. Yeah. Like when we find something that we love and we want to go after it, we don't really need any help driving ourselves in that direction. No, I I think my wife challenges me more in, you know, have you spent time with the kids? Why not? Have you, you know, why didn't you go to church Sunday? Is everything all right? Or, you know, we all do this thing where we'll go, you know, and I did this a lot for a lot of years and and I'm really glad she checked me on this. Finally, I'd come home from church and I would start to eviscerate the sermon sometimes. Like I'd be like, Oh, well they, this isn't what I thought it would be. And then one day she just straight up asked me, she goes, she goes, if you know, before you go, 
that you're not going to like what's being said, why do you go? And if you do go, what good is it doing you if you're pulling nothing positive out of it? And I suddenly realized that I was using what I knew about the Bible as a shield not to learn more. And she caught, she checked me on it, man. She, she hit the brakes and she's like, wait a minute. That's, that's not, you're, you're, you're supposed to be pulling something out of this that can, that you can learn and grow from. And, and now our current church, I haven't done that. It took me a couple of years to work on that, right? Like a couple of years to stop that line of thinking, but uh, you know, I, I, I can say this wives in our, our, their jobs are so difficult, man. After asking these interview questions and listening to what they had to say and hearing, you know, the interwoven answers, very, very, their job is extraordinarily difficult. And my, my level of respect has jumped up even higher than it was for, for what it, what it came down to. Right. Yeah. So, so let's get, let's get right into it. So the, the first question we, and I'm, I'm going down that text thread. Yeah, me too. What do you consider to be the most difficult part of being a wife? And this is, so this is the first question I asked my wife, you did there. So mm-hmm. she said, finding and keeping the balance for the family, it's a daily struggle between mental, physical, and emotional health. Mm-hmm. So she's, and I asked her to explain this a little bit to me. Um, she's concerned about everybody's well-being. <laughs> and and her focus is like, how can she make that well-being as positive as possible, as productive as possible? So it's like she's waking up and it, <laughs> what, what I found interesting about this, because she doesn't mention her in this, by the way. It's, it's when she wakes up, it's not even, there's no really thought about her. It's really about what can I do for the family? What can I do for my husband? What can I do for the kids? What can I do for the house? What blah, blah, blah. And so what, what she answered this with is the selfless nature of her is just unreal. And I would say that what happens for me when she's focused on this particular thing is like, I'm now looking at her going, she needs this. She needs that. And then I'm kind of, as she's trying to take care of all the well being and everything else, I'm like, I'll be like, Hey babes, let's maybe we should take, take a minute. Let's sit down. Let's chill out for a minute or, or something, you know, that kind of thing. So I have to be aware that she's, selfless enough to not see her well-being as part of that equation and so that's part of the realization and and confirmation for me anyway that yeah i I need to be i need to be vigilant for her well-being so so that was mine what was what was your mine was managing expectations Mm. um you know she said to me you know and she gave me some examples like I was not, I was raised in a very non-traditional household, so to speak, because it was very chaotic, a lot of drama and, you know, all these things going on. And she was brought up in a household where dad worked, mom stayed home. There were expectations for, for dad to be able to handle things in and out of the house. And when growing up, nobody ever really taught me anything, right? So 
most of the things that I've learned up until I got married were on my own. Um, so, you know, an easy example would be, you know, she'd say, well, this light fixture is broken. She'd be like, Brian, fix the light fixture. Uh, I don't know how to fix light fixture. Well, she even said it a few times. She's like, well, my dad will know what to do. And that would cause friction because I'm like, wait a minute, give me a minute. <laughs> Let me do some studying and some research. But she was used to just being able, seeing the example of her, her mom saying to her dad, hey, do this. And then he being like, okay. And he would just go do it. Where with me, with no learning background and no skill background at all, I had to put time into learning those things in order to be able to be functional at them. Right. And it, and it came down to, and then it, 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 in expectations, it came to, you know, leadership, I would say, because for years, my wife went to church without me. She took boys. She went to work church without me. And it took me so long to catch up to her and become the spiritual leader in the house, right? To be the guy that says, Hey, we need to be doing this. We need to have faith in this. And it was just her, her expectations were so high because of the way she was raised that she had to learn that I wasn't that person. Right. And those, those things were not, you know, those things weren't going to come easily for me. Like they came for him and that she needed to be patient and let me kind of grow and develop through the, through the role. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That makes, I mean, I hear you. I think one of the things, actually my wife touches on this a little bit. Her family's like the most industrious people on earth. If there was like an aunt that was a human, it'd be my, <laughs> my in-laws. And it's like, it's tough, it's tough to have that. And I'm thinking, I'm always thinking about that. Like, cause it's like, I know her, her dad. Right. And I'm like, okay, that's, her image of a man when she was growing up and uh, I'm like, do I, am I meeting at least that expectation, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's tough because we're different. Yeah. Although we, we are a lot, <laughs> we are a lot alike, which is freaky some way, but yeah, I, I get you, dude. That's, that's a tough one. Well, thinking about your wife's answer, that's sort of revelatory for me in a sense, because my wife works from home, so I don't, I'm not there to visually see all the planning that goes into the day, making sure the kids get, get, you know, fed and off to school because I'm at five 30, I'm gone. My day starts around six 15 AM and it goes till seven o'clock at night, most days. And I'm not there for it. And then, you know, I'll come home and you can just kind of see the stress of the day on her. And a lot of times I'll say, Hey, you know, Let's sit down for a minute. Let's take a break. And in her mind, she's thinking, well, I still have these nine things that need to be done. Right. And in her mind, she's a caretaker. So she wants to take care of these things and make everybody happy. So, yeah, I mean, that's I didn't even she did. She didn't mention any of that, but they just, you know, your wife's answer sort of opens that. I'm sure your wife has that, too. Yeah. You know, now now whether or not she considers that to be her like biggest, you know, Think she has to balance or whatever, but I'm, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, dude, it's it's going to be. I mean, if I think that's more along the lines of that nurturing aspect of um, of a woman in a marriage, right? Like the the wife or whatever. Yeah, it's it's it's, you, you, and I would say too, Brian, it's it's important for you, like for you, to just be vigilant, man, because you, you have to be aware that no matter how hard your day is, yeah. You don't know how hard her day's been, yeah. and 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 some and 
I, I come out of my office down here sometimes and I've been up here for nine hours on meetings and I'm just like freaking, I've been beat up by, by, by accountants and lawyers and, or whatever the case may be. And I've been arguing with people. Uh, and I'm just like, I'm so done. And I just, but then I walk downstairs and I have to like, <laughs> I have to think to myself, work's done. Yeah. I got to like, you know, do that whole, you know, swap, which admittedly it, I struggle with. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just, dude, sometimes it don't go away. I mean, you know, no matter how hard I try, but I, I guess the point being is that I got to be aware and I got to like, it takes, I have to like observe my my wife for a minute. It's like I come down, Hey honey, or something. I'm like, you yeah. know, not that I'm like, got to, you know, hello, <laughs> let me ask you some inquisitive yeah. questions. But you might be quiet for a minute. Oh yeah. I might, I might be, I might, I might yes. see her in the other room and I might be like, before I get to her, I might just like stand back a little bit and go <laughs> to yeah. see like, okay, what am I going to walk into? What's she going to need? How do I plan this out? What can I do? You know, I've already got all this stuff in my head. Post, posture tells you a lot, man. Yeah. Posture tells you a lot. But it's, dude, it's save my bacon. I don't know how many times, though, if I realize <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, I know what I'm walking into. And I'll like, and I'll have to either, I'll, if, if, it's, if I see it's like one of those things where I like, okay, I need to come up and like do something stupid and funny. And then it'll yeah. jog around. Or, or it's like, why don't you get, come here and give me a hug? Something like that, right? Yeah. But, one of the things I've learned to do is on the way home from work, make a little phone call, have a little conversation for about two minutes. And I, I get, cause you can usually kind of tell in temperament. That's true. So it gives me a little bit of a lead as to what <laughs> I'm coming home to. Right. You know, if it's been a struggle with the kids or a struggle with work or just a struggle in general, I know to kind of come in with that softer hand and be like, all right, let's figure this out. Right. So you know, it's funny about that is I, I watched, uh, I think it was like a story on Instagram uh, and it was like this younger couple and they were like, they did this experiment for like a year where her, the wife always met her husband at the door when he came home, always did for a year. And they said how much that changed things and how he, how the husband like actually looked forward to like coming home and like it, it really changed them. Now, that that dynamic is fantastic, and I think that's great for them. But I would just say that's a that's almost like a fairy tale type of thing where that ain't gonna happen, you know, all the time. Yeah. Nor nor I, I don't know. It worked for them, but I would just I would just caution people on stuff like that a little bit because it's not it's not realistic for some situations, and it doesn't have to be. But but things like I guess I would say. Things like that, that you can do little to like connect and show each other that you're still the most important person in the world is a really good thing. Yeah. So what do you feel brings the most fulfillment and or joy by being a wife? So what did, what did your wife respond? Julie's answer was words of affirmation, words of praise and a person to do life with. You know, um, and what she, I think what she means by that and what she said to me is it's so much easier to have someone to share ups, downs, right? Life alone is life alone, right? You can have the highest high or the lowest low, but if you're alone, it's just you. And, um, my wife really responds to words of affirmation and that, that makes her feel like 
fulfilled for all the things that she's doing because she's being recognized. Mm. Right. Um, and man, that's hard too. Cause you and I have both gone through it on jobs, right? Like you're, you're cranking, you're just driving, you're making money, you're doing your thing and you're not getting, sometimes it's not about money. Sometimes you just want to be somebody to go, Hey, I see what you're doing. Right. So for her, it's that it's, it's, you know, the hugs, the warmth, the attention, the praise, the and, and and that partnership that brings her fulfillment, that brings her joy. That's good. What That's about good. yours? She she, it was pretty definite answer, dude. She's and I'll I'll quote this because it was, <laughs> if I can, end the day knowing my family went to bed happy and full bellies, and if possible, an empty sink free of dishes. So. Again, she's really concentrating on the well-being, the the health of mm-hmm. everybody, and then and then her tasks that she really has on her mind to do, yeah. and and she is very task driven. It's yeah. like, for my wife is very much a what can what can I get done, and I will feel successful of my day if I've got X Y Z done. Yeah. So so that's how she that's what makes her fulfilled is that. Now she doesn't necessarily her you would think her love language might be like doing tasks for, but that's not at all. <laughs> um she cuz she, she wants to do things her way and get it done what what she thinks that she has responsible for. So like she doesn't want me doing the dishes. She doesn't want me cleaning the kitchen. She doesn't want now if I help out some here and there, she loves that, but like she knows she doesn't want me she goes, I don't clean the dishes clean enough and I don't you know, so I mean there's that, but but yeah, I, I with her it is if it, I have to show and I look at this as I, I have to recognize her effort in that. And so words of affirmation, I use that. I yeah. say, hey, that's awesome. I'm Thanks for doing this, you know, and that helps her recognize that I'm seeing her accomplish her tasks and stuff. And, you know, that makes her fulfilled. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, I say this all the time. Um, a single encouraging word can turn somebody's entire day around. Like, and I tell that and at home or out in the out, out in the world, encourage somebody. Right. Yeah. An encouraging word is is a powerful word because you, you so many people out there aren't getting that. And if you have a wife at home and and she's working hard and she's doing everything she can, you need to recognize that. You need to stand up as a husband and say, Hey, I see you and what you're doing, and I'm proud of you and I'm thankful for you. Yeah. Because you would be amazed how much tension and how much you know, how much you can take some of the, the laboriousness out of it by just saying, Hey, you know, you're doing great. You're doing amazing. Right. Like, and it, it doesn't take a lot of energy or effort. No. And I mean, it's, it's not even, it's just something that we, we have to do and we have to just and try to remember and you don't have to do it all the time. Yeah. You know, just try to remember it and you'll get it sometimes. Yeah. And that's, that's better than where you were. Yeah, for sure. Okay, this one was good. Okay. Number three, what do you think are the most important aspects of being a wife? What did your wife say? She said to be the support for her husband. He has the hard job of being responsible and accountable for his entire family. 
going into battle, spiritual or physical, it changes how you fight when you know someone has your back no matter what happens. So, and and again, we're, we're a single income family and, you know, she, she does consider me the head of the household and I'm like, you know, and, and that's exactly what she tries to do with me all the time. She's trying to make sure that she's the support that if my, that, that I, I don't have to worry about certain things in order to be able to be better at doing other things. And I, I don't, I don't feel alone. I don't feel like I'm doing things isolated from the family. It's always the family. Even if it's just me attacking it, I know I have my family. Yeah. You know, that's what she's talking about. I couldn't agree more. What's funny. Cause Julie, my, my wife answered the same way, but, this goes to our different backgrounds where we're a two income family and you're the breadwinner. You know, she said the same thing. She says, being a cheerleader and a support system for you, she goes, because I, she goes, and you, the kid, you and the kids, you know, we, I want you to feel like I am always there for you, supporting you, giving, being your biggest cheerleader, you know, um, and being a soft spot for me to land. Right. Like, you know, I tell young men this all the time. The world is not going to take it easy on you. And that's not me trying to beat you down or scare you. That's just the truth. The world's not going to take it easy on you. And and my wife does an amazing job of being someone who not only recognizes that I need a soft place to land, but does the best she can to be that for me. But in the other end or the opposite end of that, she's all about contributing financially because she's, you know, she's, she's big on security, right? She wants security. So um, for her, her work and what she does, she wants to contribute. She wants to be a contributing factor in that way. So, but it's amazing how, you know, our different wives and different backgrounds, the the answers are so similar. Yeah. Right. I mean, because it, it, but, and, I don't think I don't think that's in contrast to a, a culture thing because I think what would and what I've read is like it would be that would have to be the same on both sides. So if you saw this from a uh, a, a progressive far left side of the fence, you would see a it would say that, but it would be like both contribute equally mm-hmm. and both support equally. So they, they throw that equal crap mm-hmm. in there. Right. But it's not ever going to be equal. If you're in a selfless relationship, it's never equal. It's always rare when that should happen. Yeah. You know, uh, what is your definition of a wife? You gonna look, I'll answer. My wife says she's the glue, not super glue. The cheap, sticky stuff you get at kindergarten. She can stick to any task when needed, stretch herself in crazy ways in 10 directions at the same time, and remain non-toxic to her family. That was her definition of a wife, man. (laughs) That's a great definition. (laughs) Um, This is one that when when I asked it, she almost felt as if I was, I needed to be, already aware of the answer, but her answer was, you know, a mother, a support system, um, an anchor, 
was a great one of her great answers an anchor someone who who's you know solid all the time even when the waves are coming in because she, she knows that we have to survive the storm right so she's she's all about being solid like for her answer was it just it's it's being you know it's being solid in all of her roles being strong in all her roles yeah so, and i mean I, my wife's perspective leans more to like she's the one that i can go to when i feel overwhelmed yeah uh, in that she would be that glue to stick everything together that I don't have to, I'll, I can stretch that glue out a little bit, but in the end I'm, I can bounce right back. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's critical for, it's critical for our family. I mean, we, we, we live pretty, we live well, don't get me wrong. Um, but we aren't, we aren't, we aren't the societal norm. Um and we won't be. We won't ever be. I won't ever be. A, <laughs> I won't ever be that. But, yeah, I just think that was that's pretty cool. Well, I think as men of faith, we should never be the societal norm, right? Like, um, you know, I, 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 I want to give a word of encouragement to men and, and, a, and a word of kind of warning to wives out there in the sense of, to men, don't be afraid to talk to your wife. I know sometimes as men, we think, you know, they don't need to know that. You'd be amazed how much wisdom your wife carries and how prophetic she can be. Oh, that's for sure. Right? But I'm, but as, you know, when you create an environment where a man is not comfortable in the role that he is naturally given, then what you do is you create a man that gives you a version of himself that will survive the situation. And that's not the ideal man you want. You get a man that's sharp. You get a man that's quiet. You get a man that doesn't communicate. You get a man that makes bad decisions because they're made more emotionally instead of steady. So one of the warnings I would give to, to you know, my wife is really good at, you know, hey, th let's think this through together, you know, but when you, when you, when you're abrasive or you're, you're very, uh, dismissive of a husband, you you're going to create a husband that is withdrawn, withdrawn, all the things you don't want, right? You, you want a husband who's engaging, who's mm -hmm. loving, who's caring, who's always working hard to better the situation. But if you create an environment where a man does not feel wanted or respected because men's love language, believe it or not, and, and I, I've never met a man that hasn't, at one way or another, his love language has not been respect. And and if you disrespect him, you're gonna you're gonna get a version of that man that he has to create in order to survive that situation. That is never the best version of a man. I told my wife uh, in the beginning of everything. I said the the worst thing you can do is nag or be bitchy. If I hear that and I feel that, you will not get what you want. Yeah. It and matter of fact, I'm probably gonna start snappy. I'll I'll be snappy for sure. It's yeah. a it was a problem for me for a long many years with my previous marriage. I just no, I won't deal with it. But I think that, let me. I gotta tell the story, man. Um, I think this is 
this is a good one about a man and a woman. When I, I knew I was not supposed to be a single man. I don't, I have urges and desires that cannot be fulfilled as a Christian man unless you are married. Mm-hmm. And I knew that, but I was, I, I needed to make sure that I could fulfill and fulfill the idea of a Christian man. And I really wanted to be a dad. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I mean, you know, so when I, I, I went through this, um, tried, you know, dated some women and eventually got on eHarmony, right? So I'm on eHarmony and, uh, that was weird. Uh, it was not what I was used to, but I was working. I mean, I was traveling and working and, you know, doing that kind of thing. I didn't really have to, I, and I don't like going to freaking bars and hanging out. That's never really been my thing. Now, every once in a while with your friends and stuff to grab a beer at the pub. Cool. But it's n- never, it's never been one of my things to go to and try to pick up girls. Never, you know? So it was like, well, where do I pick them up? And there was church and, and I did, I did date a couple of girls from some, some church and whatever, but I mean, that didn't pan out and it was fine. I mean, n- nothing, nothing negative really. Uh, but I, I got done with eHarmony. I was like, okay, I've, tra- I've, I've gone through all these different women. Uh, it's been, <laughs> cause I was honest. And I was very transparent, very open about what I expected. I made sure that was clear because I did not want to get into any relationship perspective that there would be misunderstanding about where I stand, right? And so I cut my eHarmony subscription. I just canceled it. I'm like, no, I ain't going to do it. And for some reason, it didn't go through. I mean, it didn't. And I I even called and everything. And it was like, yeah, we're your, your canceled subscription to be the, this day. It didn't happen again. Like it was a couple of times, dude. And it was like, it would not happen. And all of a sudden it comes around to like, it was in April and, uh, there was a, I guess a match that came through or whatever. And I'm like, <sighs> okay. And so, we started messaging back and, and if you're not familiar with eHarmony, what they do is you have these questions you answer, you go back and forth. And then finally you get to a part where you're like, you're asking each other questions and you have liberty to type whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was, it was very, we both back and forth were extremely blunt and clear about this is what, you know, you know, what do you think about this? And part of mine was like, Hey, this is where I'm at with, how, what I believe with what, who I am and whatever I'm, I don't, I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need this. I mean, I went down the list, man. I was very clear and she did the same thing. And at the same time, what I didn't know is she had just her her son had said, you need to sign up for eHarmony. It was a free weekend, free birthday weekend for her. And it was the only reason why she was on. This is this free weekend thing, right? It just happened to be. And uh, we, we met, after we gone through a couple cycles of this thing, uh, we met up at, we we're supposed to get a coffee or a drink for like 30 minutes or something. It ended up being three hours. And we, I mean, we established what our roles <laughs> and what we would do and what not do in that three hours. It was all laid on the table. Yeah. And then it was just a matter of months and we were married. So you Wolf of Wall Streeted it. 
You're like, this is what it's going to be. It is. And it, it's how it's going to yeah, be. I mean, because both of us were at that point where we knew yeah. if we compromised on the things that we didn't, we we considered non-negotiables. We, we talked about this a little bit before. We had those. And, and if we knew that it, it didn't matter how many of the other things lined up, but if you didn't get those things that you really were like, it would never work because deal breakers. You, you all, yeah, you'd always have that thing and it wouldn't, it would be a point of tension completely all the time. And, and by the, I consider all that to be like a godly thing. Cause there's no, you know, as many times I tried to cancel that stupid thing. I don't mean, I'm, <laughs> return the transaction i mean i even did, did, argued the 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 transaction on my credit card. i mean i yeah. did it never happened right yeah and then and it turns out i met the the woman i was supposed to be with and i i can't say how it's just been you know as and and i'm we we've dealt with some stuff dude and i wouldn't have it any other way i have got to witness a lot of the stuff you guys have gone through and i can say this Y'all are as tough a couple as I've come across. Like as as much as you guys, as many hurdles as you guys have gone over, and not necessarily even relationship hurdles, no, just you know medical hurdles and all the things that you guys have gone through to come out on the end where you're at and to be as sturdy and strong as your relationship is, dude. If that's not a testament, there isn't one, right? But but we both, and here's the funny thing too. Like she said, she was Catholic and she was a vegetarian, right? And I said, those are two things I'll change before we get married. And we have to. I said, I can't, you can't be Catholic and me be the way I am will never work, right? So she's like, she says, I challenge you. I said, okay. And I knew, see, the thing is, I knew from what she said, and and this is part of being observant and like really listening. And, and I can't stress how important listening is to every aspect of life for one, but especially when you're talking about relationships and stuff like that. So active listening and like really just died, like really making sure you're computing everything they're saying. When we would talk about things, I'm like, she's searching. She don't know it, but she's, sir. I knew it, dude. I was like, yeah, she, there's parts of, and she would tell me these parts of Catholicism she had. And I was like, you know what? And I didn't, I didn't push it. I didn't push it at all. I didn't push the vegetarian thing. I didn't push it at all. I just said, Hey, let's just, why don't we do this? Why don't we uh, just suggesting and just it, getting her input? Sometimes she say no. Cool. But I knew she was looking for something. And mm -hmm. as soon as in, in encounter church, when I brought her there, that first service that I brought her there, dude, mm -hmm. she was like, I had no idea that that was even around. And I didn't even think that that kind of, that that was even a thing. And so from then on, it didn't take long before she was like, man, this is real. I get it. I see this. Mm -hmm. And it was, I mean, encounter church was <laughs> critical for my, my marriage. Yeah. I mean, it's why it happened, you know? And, uh, she, she, she did. She be. She was like, okay. She became a Christian Protestant, you know, kind of what we are, and and, um, and she started. She she didn't want to not eat meat. She just hadn't eaten meat in so long. It was like, and so it was a slow thing where she just kept trying. And she was like, man, because I she liked meat, and you know, it took her system a little bit. 
and she wasn't a vegetarian. So, you know, it was just, it was just crazy, dude. It was just, I mean, even the, you got, you're talking about a person who was raised in a Catholic church from a Catholic family from a, like generations of Catholics, you know? Yeah. But anyway, I, I get, the point being is that open, mm-hmm. honest communication mm-hmm. and you got to listen, you got to listen. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, so, so that's my wife's story. Um, and I tell that to anybody I can because I think it's just—it's so critical to how your marriage should be, and and it's supposed to grow from that, you know. So we didn't have everything figured out when we got married. There's a lot of things we didn't have figured out, but we knew by that time both of us were compatible for what we wanted to do and accomplish. And the only thing that's happened is just we've both loved we love each other more now than we did then. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And that's what happens. You don't you don't get married having everything figured out. Yeah, not even close. No, yeah. you spend a lifetime figuring it out. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's important. Yeah. How's the role of a wife best described from a biblical perspective? <sighs> How did your wife answer that? She's never really thought about it because. For her, the, you know, for her, it's just been the natural part of her life in the sense of she had never really thought about that because it's the only example she had growing up, right? Like she didn't have an outside perspective from that because her mom was, came from a very faith-based family, is a faith-based person. So to her, she's never really considered, you know, that as a specific, right? Like, well... But she's so her idea of a biblical wife is her mother. Yeah, essentially, yes, I would say that's very true. Okay, what? So my wife dig digs a little digs deeper. Yeah. Okay, so she specifically said Proverbs thirty one ten through thirty one, and if you're not familiar with, there's actually a women's uh, group or movement or whatever called Proverbs thirty one. Yeah. But she said it describes it best, in my opinion, what a biblical wife should strive for. She brings respect to her home, is an example to her children in the village, strives to do for herself, being self-sufficient, and not rely only on her husband, someone who takes pride not in herself, but in what she can do for others. Yeah. And uh, and that, it, I, I, that summarizes kind of, I guess I should say summarizes, but it just exemplifies everything that she has already answered in these things too. But the Proverbs 31 is like a, if you see any of the women's ministry stuff or whatever, they, it's, it's very, very common place to, to kind of see what the aspects of a biblical wife should look like. It's, it's very pointed in that respect. Well, and, and, you know, not that the answer that she gave wasn't the right answer, but I, I feel like, Knowing her mother like I know her, patience, peace, love, kindness, all of those are traits that my wife has picked up from her mother, which are basically things that we should all portray, right? But she personifies those in the way she deals with people, loves people, handles people, right? Like, but I think you're right. I mean, you know... (sighs) there's a, there's this thing that's going around right now that, that I struggle with. And that's this, well, why do I have to sacrifice? Why can't 
he sacrifice. Let's be clear. Our role as men is to sacrifice for our family. I don't, I don't know about 99% of other men out there, but I know about the two guys sitting in here and every decision that I make, my family is a weight in that decision, right? My wife is a weight in that decision, whether it's the heaviest weight or the lightest weight, she, she is a weight in that decision. And, you know, so this cultural thing that's going on where this independence thing it's it's an honorable trait to to put others above yourself. It's an honorable trait to love others more than you love yourself. Um, Sacrificing is not should shouldn't be like a bad word. No, not at all. You know, now it can get it can get self defeating and it can actually do harm if that gets too well, and it can cross over into that martyrdom area. Yeah. I mean, where we got to be kind of careful. Right. But I think the next, so how my wife answers the next question helps deal with this one. Mm-hmm. What do you feel is the biggest hurdle in our current world or the, or for the traditional wife? So, you know, my wife, Oh, I do. So you can imagine what her answer is here, mm-hmm. right? A judgment, or, I'm sorry, judgment and criticism from the feminist agenda why a woman feels more important being bossed around by a company and earning just enough money to pay strangers to raise their children for them while the work more is beyond my understanding. A woman, a real woman, has an unbelievable power and an opportunity to mold and shape the furniture. Uh, I think she meant family or family. I don't know. <laughs> that might be a typo. But yeah. I wonder there is so many of our youth who feel – no wonder there are so many of our youth who feel entitled. They were raised by daycares who were not allowed to tell them no or show them boundaries. Who taught them that you can't always win at a game? Participation trophies are not a real thing in adult life. That's a mother's job to teach, not a daycares. I like it. Yeah. I mean, look, because she's she's a traditional wife. If you want to talk about somebody who gets criticism about being that way, you should ever ask Julie. Ask my Julie, yeah. which is funny. Our both our wives are named Julie Mellon. Yeah, uh, and dude, I, I'll tell you, she's she's stronger about it than I am because oh, yeah. it's it's part of what she just she just can't fathom why someone would say I have to I have to be this career woman yet my family can be raised by other people. She just have it blows her away that that's that can't equate, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, that helps with that <laughs> independence thing. Well, it's funny that you – I'm going to give you Julie's answer. Self-help, self-gratification, self-garbage. Pouring unnecessary money and time on surface things that mean nothing and not enough time into your relationships. Self-help's not a dirty word. Self-care is not a dirty word but it's soiled by selfishness. I dig it. You see what I'm saying? Like, dude, like Julie, you know, our wives are cool. Well, they are. My wife is (laughs) what I love about my wife is she's not, she doesn't follow the trend, man. Like she's, she's so far outside that line. And your wife is too. They're all about raising the kids, loving the kids, getting the kids what they need, making sure that everybody's in good shape. It is, it is, and I can't say this enough, it is so 
incredible to have a woman in your life, a wife who will, who puts you first, who puts you above everything else and not in a, not in a, 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 a forced way. I have to No, I want to put my family first. I want my children to come first and let me be clear. Let me be very clear. And this is something I have learned in the last four years. I have a teenage son. Um, and in listening to some of the other parents talk, the relationship you model is the relationship your children will have. Let me say that again. The relationship that you model, now whatever that is, whether it's the, the wife dominating the man, if you have a son, he's going to marry a woman that dominates him. You know, if you have a daughter and you have an overbearing, angry father, she's going to marry an overbearing, angry man. So this whole snowflake, my child will have this beautiful relationship. That is a bucket of hot garbage. The relationship you model is the relationship they will have. So my wife models a relationship of honesty, sacrifice, um, you know, uh, um, love, affection, duty, all of those things. So I know that my sons will look for women that are the caliber of my wife. That is, that is the ultimate for me, right? It, it just, it just comes down to this, bro. When you think of your family first, it's never a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, it's the end of the day. Like, I don't care about this independence empowerment nonsense yeah. because if you're empowered yet your family is struggling. Yeah. What have you done? Yeah. Nothing. You've done nothing except let your family down, except let something crash, whatever. No. In exemplifying a relationship that is built on roles and there's boundaries and there's like established priorities and, and, and there's selflessness that is like front and center behind that because both your, your mom is thinking about the family, your dad's thinking about the family. And then, you know, they both, they're both working together to like, do this thing. No, I, I, I just get, I get worked up about it. And it really, look at the end of the day. Uh, I mean, both thank, thank God that both of our wives are got some sense, man. I mean, yeah. now, I mean, look, I'll, let's say this, neither one of us would marry a woman who didn't have that mindset. I mean, let's be real here. I don't think either one of us would be tied down or have been, or let that happen. You know, I don't think that would be the case. Right? <laughs> you know, you know, my wife said something to me one day. Um, she goes, well, what are you going to do if, if I were to ever be gone? Like, a, you know, I guess that was a question of whether she was to pass before me. And I told her, you know, I would probably have a hard time. I said, you know, we've set such a high standard between the two of us in the expectations and driving each other and being there for each other and being good role models, it would be extraordinarily difficult to build that again. Right? Like that's, that's a, 
that's an undertaking that takes a lot of effort and commitment from two people. And, you know, I don't know that I could ever. Now my, I I have the same, I had the same, the the answer. She said, well, you know, you need to, you would need to find somebody, you know, who could be the mother to the the brother. I said, no, Hmm. not doing it. I'm not, I'm, I I said, I, I, I will pay a nanny. Yeah. I don't care if I have to get like three jobs, but yeah. I, I will have a nanny or something. I will not. I said, I can't. It, it just, I, I'm done. I'm like, yeah. I found it. I don't want it again. And it's you know? not, it's not that, it's not that it's some impossible thing or, or it was so hard that I did. No. You put in the work, right? You go in and you work hard and you give all you got. I mean, but you could see, here's yeah. the thing though. I think for each, either of us, man. You could you could see another a widow right who had who had some kids and they needed leadership and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I could see that coming together, you know, yeah. in, in that way. But it it would just be so I can't I can't even really think about that, man. You the know, level of difficulty for me is what I can't. Get I, I know, right? and it'd be like I don't know. I, it's one of those questions where you know what. I don't really want to answer that or need to answer that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's yeah. like, look, if I, if that freaking situation comes along, I don't think that's the first thing I'm going to think about. I'm just going to think about my girls and like, what the hell are we going to do and how to get by for a while? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but okay. So the, the next two questions, my wife kind of answered the same way. Okay. She said, uh, the question was, how do you deal with disappointment when dealing with your husband? And is that the best way to deal with it? Um, and the, the other question was, how do you deal with differing opinions on raising children and how do you believe the compromise should go? So she, she answered kind of both of these the same way. She yeah, said, that's, we don't always agree. Often we see things completely different and want to go in opposing directions with finances, healthcare, and our children. It happens. And yes, I get more emotional about it that he does most of the time. That is where the trust kicks in. One of you has to trust the other in making the right choice for everyone. And they need to know that no matter what, Good or bad, their spouse will have their back. That's the wife's job. Not always easy as a female. I get emotionally attached to issues, but I trust my husband to take the final call on issues we don't agree on. Then I have his back. Good or bad outcome, we are a team. Yeah. So, I mean, look, we both say this. We esta- And this is one of the things we established in that Early on, it's like, look, I'm the head of the household. I'm going to bear the brunt of whatever may come. And that's spiritual, physical, financial, all that stuff. That's me. I got it. You know, I'll be that guy who's the, I'll, I'll stand there with the sword in my hand and shield. Willing. And I'll do that. So, but that comes with the cost that I get the final say so on things. Because if I'm doing that and I'm the tip of the spear, I kind of have to have the final say so on things. Mm-hmm. I said, but. The real and there's a huge but here. If we're not a team, if we're not a partnership, if we're not really working together towards common goals, it'll never work. And it doesn't really matter if I'm the final say so or not, right? So, you know, it's that it's it goes back to that same thing where like the 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 men are the one who when shit hits the fan, you're the one who's gonna, you know, you're you're it, man. You're the one who's gonna have to fight. Yeah. When society you, crumbles, guess what? Guess what? Your, your 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 feminism dies. Yeah, it's it. Traditional roles get completely put back to place yeah. for, for real. So that's why how my wife sees it. What's what's Julie got to say about those? Well, Julie answered them both differently, but this is where I love that my wife is very honest. <laughs> as far as how do you deal with differing opinions on raising children? You know, talk it out and work together. 
but don't hash your differences out in front of the kids. That's something that you do in private. Um, and, you know, she understands that it is my responsibility. I have two sons. It's my responsibility to raise men. So there are times when she's going to have to say, you know what, Brian, you're going to take the call on this because I don't have. I don't have that. I don't have that part of me. And she said that today. And I was very proud of her when she said that, because it was it was one of those situations where you could tell it was kind of like, I don't like saying this, but I'm, I know it. As far as how do you uh, how do you deal with disappointment when dealing with a husband? That is harder for her. Um, <laughs> and this is an honest response. I have the argument in my head before we have the argument in my head, before we have it in person. Um, it makes her calmer when dealing with the situation. <laughs> when I asked her, is that the best way to deal with it? She said, probably not, but she's working on it. Right. That's one of the things that my wife is very in the, in the greatest way. She's very stubborn at times. And she wants, she wants so much to push me in a certain way because she feels it'll be right. But at the same time, she knows that if she comes at me like that, it's just going to be chaos, right? Like it's just going to be verbal chaos because we're not going to agree. We're not going to come to the same place, but she recognizes that it's probably not the best way to deal with it, but it's the current way she deals with it. Um, you know, but it's kind of like, it goes back to that kind of tempering things out too. Like if I know there's something that we're dealing with, that little phone call home lets me know what the temperature is at that point. Yeah. And how, and and where we're going to meet. So, yeah, you know, for her, she, she admits that there's, that it's a flawed way of thinking in what she's doing, but at this point it's how she's dealing with it. Right. So, which is why I love my wife. She's very honest. And <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one thing that my wife has helped me change Mm -hmm. Is how I parent the girls. Yeah. And it's exactly what, what you're talking about. Cause you, you're raising boys. You got, you know, what's how to kind of make them into men, what that takes. Yeah. I don't know what it takes. And, but I do know that I have to be much more nurturing and soft. Yes. And, 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 and it's, and it, dude, once I, once she, she and it, it's not like I fought over before it, but I had to figure it out. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to be that ooey gooey and uh and man but then it, it once i've worked on it and it's taken a while you know like it's so awesome to be able to be like ooey gooey with my girls right yeah. and and it's it, it it helps me temper my freaking alpha syndrome kind of shit i don't know well let me be clear i've seen you parent your girls and that's a whole different side of Reg. Yeah, it right? is. Like that's it, a whole different side of Reg that oh, comes out. It's totally. The first time I saw it, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, hold on. Because I know Viking axe wielding, <laughs> let's kick down doors. Let's all go down in a in a, in a, in a burst it. of flames. That's it. Reggie. And then I see you with your girls and it's like, what's well, cuddly teddy bear Reggie that that, you know, and I, but it makes it, you know, and that's part of that, you know, I think that's part of one of those God things is, you know, you probably needed, he knew you needed. That. I did. And I, I ain't kidding you, man. I, I needed to be 
tempered. Yeah. I mean, it, I was too hot and too, I mean, I was like, you know, that assertive versus aggressive thing. I was way too aggressive. Yeah. I think. Um, and, and not that I'm like, not a, I have, I don't have the ability to be aggressive, but it, it is very much a, you know, a knock back. And it's almost just like, okay, I can, I can almost breathe easier. Yeah. easier right? Well, you can, it's good to have a perspective change, yeah, it right? It is, dude. Right. I, I, but it took my wife to do that. Okay. Yeah. And it took me to like accepting that yeah. from that. Right. I mean, yeah. it had, and she had, look, she had to, dude. I mean, it's, it's not that I was like, it was how I would approach some things in the, in when they were toddlers. Yeah. It was too abrupt, man. It yeah. was like, you know, and, and I knew, I knew something wasn't right for a minute. You know, yeah. and I tried, and, but she was like, and she, it's like a coaching thing. Yeah. Yeah. You got to kind of do this and you got to kind of do this. And, you know, especially with having a kid on the autism spectrum too, that adds another freaking layer to that. Yep. Cause there's a lot of things where I'm like, even it doesn't matter if you're a boy or girl, you're going to, you know, you're going to, no, you can't do this. But, but there's some things you just have to learn. Okay. That's her brain not working the same way. I have to, you know, anyway, um, I think one the one question here that both me both our Julies have like extreme common thing is their relationships with other women and how hard that is for them. Mm -hmm. Like I think both your both our wives like struggle to have like real meaningful friendships and like confidants with women, and uh, and, and I won't really quote this, but I think but what I'll tell you is that she she my wife has dear friends, but. Some share beliefs, some don't. Some will talk about things, some won't. And it's like, it's hard for her to like develop anything where it's truly like this, you know, like thing. the mentor mentee, real yeah. well, friendship. Not, not just right? mentor mentee, but just like buddy. Yeah. Like a person that they can just go hang with. Yeah. Right? I mean, like me and you don't have any problem talking to each other at no. all. Not really, no. And I mean, there's really not. And it's easy. It, it's a lot easier for men because we don't have all the emotional, like, or or uh, that stuff on top of it. We're really just like, hey, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, but admittedly, you know, as men, because of our proclivities, we struggle asking for help. That's true. Even That's the from biggest the, thing. Even from the men that we, you are my friend, and I still am. I don't want to bother Reggie knowing that if I called you and I was in a way where I needed you, you would show up. But for, for me, you know, and, and, and Julie struggles with the same thing, right? Like her answer was, I want someone with common values. I want someone with common interests, but I don't have big friend groups. Cultural barriers are not really a factor because she says I'm strong enough and more grounded enough in my faith where nobody else's culture is going to pull me away from it. But you know, one of the things that she said to me and and was that in a lot of situations where she started to get to know women, it's the catty, you know, drama filled stuff that and it's that's different. I mean, if you're a friend and you're going through something, you know, my wife has got a close friend that she works with. They have a great relationship, you know, um, they work together. Well, they we we've hung out. I've. I've gotten to know her husband. It's a very good relationship, but I, I've, you know, and what's really bad about that, Reggie, what's really bad is most of those bad relationships that my wife 
found, which kind of made her gun shy, were found within the church. Um, I mean, I'm not going to name names, but, you know, we were we were in a church where, you know, there was a time when we were struggling financially and a woman who was not struggling financially said to my wife, hey, uh, I'm going to pray that you don't have to work as much and you can sit at home, do nothing like me. And that is not what my wife needed. No, it is no. a matter of fact, it just completely shut her down. Right. She was looking for a, someone to support her and help her find what she was looking for. And what she found was this, well, you're not on my level, judgmental kind of comment that was kind of backhanded. That wasn't really a realistic thing for her. It wasn't something that was realistic. And, you know, you know, so I think, you know, and I said and I think this is true. My wife is very gun shy about getting into those deeper relationships because the few times that she's tried to, she's gotten burnt. And that's made her very, you know, it's going to take me time to get into that. Right. Yeah. Like, so, so that leads to the other, I think I'll, I'll come back to the one other question, but like the, we asked our wives, how important are your relationships with other women as a measure of your, of the health of your relationship with your husband? And um, I think that ties into that a little bit because I think <laughs> um, my I'm, I'll, I'll tell you how, like what she was really trying to say here because <laughs> um, when when women are young it's important to have like a, a, a you know to keep for social ties together for she she said sanity reasons but um, much earlier in the marriage having uh, friends to chat and like deflate. So maybe emotional things that helps a lot. Um, but there's a problem when it becomes very easily uh, influenced. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, so, so it's a really, really important to have like the solid team. And again, we, we've talked about wise counselors and stuff. That's the same for women too. Yeah. You know, having a, a, a women that are solid and, and like really that you can turn to for real things. And I'll tell you that from what what I've who I've seen my wife actually like talk to and stuff, it, it never fails to be those older women who are very much, you know, they've their kids are way grown, they have grandkids, all this stuff, and the wisdom that they have though, if they're if they're solid, which is all the people I'm kind of thinking of right now, it's it's. It, it helps her just to, just to talk, not even, we're not talking about advice or anything just to like, just to talk with these older women. So I guess from, from what I can tell you from dealing with my wife is that, you know, I would strongly encourage the young women to like really foster relationships and just look, you're going to speak different. You're probably going to look at the world a different way. But it's important yeah. to to really, and this is actually this is. Uh, I know this is going on tangent. This is really why I'm against the multi service churches thing, because you end up with the one service where the older people go. You end up with yep. one service where the other people go, and you don't get that that mesh of people that you need yeah. for for living life together. 
And and for me, that's huge. And for for a church, what's the whole point of that is, you know, it's not really, it's not really to save souls. I mean, that's that's like a, a job function necessarily, but it's really a group of like-minded individuals that live life together. Yeah. And you can't do that if you just got all young people. Yeah. You're all going to have kind of the same things going on and all this kind of stuff. You're going to share these same experiences at your age level, and that's not going to be all of the things you need. You need younger. You need older. You need. I mean, you do. You need all these different perspectives. So yeah. Julie answered that, you know, she kind of, I don't know if it's necessarily an answer, but sort of an explanation in the sense that she said earlier in our marriage, she wanted comparison because she had no marriage experience. My, one of the things that's unique about my wife and I is I am really her only long-term relationship. She had, I think, dated a couple of times, but, and for me, I had just come off of a very bad engagement and was moving to find someone of a higher quality. Right. So she said, so she wanted, you know, she wanted comparison. Well, what's it like in your marriage? What do you do? And sometimes that wasn't going to the right person. Well, then she would come home to me and I'll be like, you know, we've, we have to create our own standard. And that was difficult for her. And then in current relationships based on commonality, she's looking for wise counsel, people to help, us grow as a couple spiritually and, and emotionally. And, and we've been blessed with some people like that, that are in our orbit now that are, that are, that have been through it. And I like your struggles. current church, by the way. Oh, I, mean, I mean, it looks like the people are pretty solid. Well, you know, I, I said this before and I really do mean this and this is nothing against, and I, and this may have nothing to do with any other church, but this is the first church I've ever gone to where my radar is not up. Like I, I know the leadership, I know, you know, the minister, I know the minister's family. These are just really quality people that really are, are based in biblical truth, man. That's, that's, that's all I've ever wanted in a church. Be yeah. basic in biblical yep. truth and try to help us as, as, as people who are in the church every week find who we are and help us go out and change the world. It's just, it's just key, man. I, I don't know. We, 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 I don't, I don't know for, for me, man, church is just difficult right now. And I don't, because I do, I do care about it so much. Right. It's like one of those things where it's like, I understand the criticality of it mm -hmm. and like how important it is for the family and everything else. And I just got burnt. I just feel burnt on, on churches, man. And it's not that I don't like them or want to be a part of them. I'm just, I'm just done with the westernized over, I don't know, overkill churches who don't seem to, their primary goal is not really discipleship or, you know, a community. It's, it, it's always some other external thing. I'm just done with that, you know? And I don't think your church is that way. I mean, I only, well, I haven't been to it very often, but I'm just saying that, you know, well, I think that, you know, you and I both had a common poor experience together and, um, but out of a, I should say this though. Our poor experience though started with like an amazing experience. It did. They were, yeah, and I don't, I don't 
blame. I'm not. I'm not like angry about it. No. Right? Like I, no, no, no. I, I, I actually, I still say it. The that that church was like critical for my faith and yeah, for, for where I too. ended up with. It man. brought me back. Yeah, I, I wasn't mean, there. I, I now look. I don't know where it is now. I really don't. And and I I wish the best. And I hope. I mean, I hope. I hope and pray that they are doing extremely yeah, the well. The pews are full, bro. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I got to say that though. I mean, cause yeah. like, I love those people that <laughs> I love the people that were, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I, and, and you know, now it, part of the reason why I'm not there anymore is that it was all the way across like in another state and like <laughs> in yes. another area completely yes. where it was like really hard almost impossible like to really go like okay now that i now that you have a family trying to get over there and do things in the in the church and everything else was just like you know it took like an hour to get there kind of crap so okay um let's move on um the the one that i'm really anxious for um and that that i that i think would be really cool to see how your wife answered as well as mine but um is oh I lost it from your perspective what is your definition of a good husband how did your Julie respond <laughs> this one's I love I, I, I love my wife so much I, I love love my wife so much um spiritual physical emotionally strong weakness and femininity are not favored and a believer strong in their faith Hmm. that is she like it was it was not she didn't have to think that through right like she didn't have to she's like pop 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 she in other words i want a mentally and physically strong and driven man good spiritual man i want him strong not because she wants me to be violent but she wants to feel safe and protected um and she you know weakness and femininity she does not favor weakness and femininity in men um now that's not to say that if a, if someone is sick and they're weak that's that's a different story but that's not what that means but to go back to somebody that I talk about a lot, Jordan Peterson, a weak man is not virtuous. No. A violent they're not, they're man. They're not able to be. A, a violent man who can control it is virtuous. So my wife wants to know she's protected, she's loved, that I'm not emotionally erratic, that I'm physically strong and capable of taking care of my family, and that I am face, I am based in my faith. My wife didn't really say anything different, to be honest. She said he needs to be open and honest about when he can be strong for the family and when he can't. Yeah. And this this is actually, that's a direct statement from how we handle things. Because I'll I'll tell her, this, this I can't, I, I am not in the right headspace for whatever it is, right? Yeah. Or, or, or something. And she'll be like, okay, you know, I got it. Or, or it'll be, you know, whatever it is. She likes that, that I do, I do that. Um, and I, I, you know, good or bad, I, I take, I have to take some alone time, uh, every day. 
I have to. I have to end my day by myself up here. Not, I shouldn't say every day, but I, I prefer it. I have to decompress and I have to let my brain just churn and like while I'm doing something outside of other people around. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it's, it's just my brain, man. It just that has how it functions. And she recognizes that, but um, share the burden, allowing his wife to be the soundboard to any stress or worries he has. So it's like, and, and again, she talks about communication is key and like understanding that we do speak different languages sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, so for her, it's all about like being open and honest and like, you know, and, and then letting her be mad sometimes because she just, she just needs to be mad. <laughs> and, Keep in mind, though, she's speaking to this as like already knowing what the biblical definition of a man and a husband is. So she would she would definitely say echo everything that Julie said. Um, My wife does not want me to be have weakness or have any kind of femininity or at all. No, it's it's that's a no, no for her. Right. And she definitely feels protected. And wants to feel that way, and and that's part of it. Um, she, <laughs> she's funny in that uh, she doesn't have to. Th- what she told me is she doesn't have to think about that with me. Yeah, it's not even a. It's Mine said the same thing. Yeah, it's just she just it, knows it's there. She just knows it's there, right? Yeah. Um, and it's not that. And again, we're not either one of us aren't going out and slaying, you know, demons and. Yeah. Tribes of people and taking over and conquering the, you know, planet. We're we're just men. Yeah. Um, and just by being that way, we elicit that that feeling of being protected and safe and everything else. Yeah. Um but yeah, I <laughs> you know, I, I sometimes when I'm talking to my wife, it is it's difficult sometimes because if you don't Realize that you got to all, I'll say this. You got to always remember you're on the same team. Yeah. Always remember you're on the same team and you, you, you might misunderstand something. You know, we had, we had this huge blowout fight one time and it was silly. Well, let me, this, this is funny, right? I, I think it was uh Raina. Raina was an infant crying or just, and my wife was done. It was like in the middle of the night and I was, we were sleeping, but she was trying to get, Get her to go, and she had had. She just had it. She had enough. She woke, tried to wake me up to take the baby so that she could like have a minute, right? Mm-hmm. And in my sleep, I don't even remember this. I rolled over and I said no, right? And then when I woke up, was when she threw the like baby into me and said, "No, you take her right now." And she was really mad. And then now I'm mad. Like, why did you just throw? A baby at me. I'm sleeping. You just woke me up. And so we were mad at each other for like a solid day until she finally said, you, I said, why, why would you do that? And it was like later, cause we had to cool down for a while. It was mm-hmm. like, we were both really mad at each other for this thing. Right. And to cool down. And then, and then like we, when after we're discussing it, she realized I had was not awake when I said, no, it was like my subconscious just said, no. And I said, I don't remember saying, I said, I woke up when the baby was put into my arm. That's what woke me up. Cause I do have a tendency. I can talk. I, I'll say, I'll respond in my sleep sometimes. Yeah. It's just 
I don't know. I'm weird. And, and she was like, he, he cracked us up, dude. For and we still we laugh about it till today. But that, I, I guess I'm saying that's like a, 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 a like a metaphor for like kind of how communication can get messed up between you and your wife because you'll say something, it won't be the same. She won't interpret it the same damn way you say it. Like completely different language. But you got to know this and understand that. Julie and I had a breakthrough moment about two weeks ago. Um, When my wife gets in a direction, she's going in that direction, right? Like that's where she's at. That's what track she's on. We had an issue at the house and she called me. It was the last episode we shot. I was on my way here. And she said, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. And I could feel our, both of our emotions starting to elevate. And I stopped the argument on the phone and I said, listen, I need you to understand something. This may not be a big deal to you. And I understand that, but this is kind of a nuclear bomb to me right now. So I need you to give me a day to kind of marinate on this so that we can come back together and talk about this. And I've got a cooler head about it. And normally my wife would be like, no, we need to talk about this now. But she had this moment where she heard me and she's like, you know what? You're right. Take a day. It doesn't have to be fixed by tomorrow. And I literally slept on it that night and I woke up the next day. Was I still bothered by it? Yeah, man. I, it, it still bugs me right now, but that was the first time I think she ever really heard me mm. say, Hey, you know, we, we, we got to hit the pause button for a second. Cause this is, I can already feel where this is heading between the two of us and it's not good. And I need a minute to assimilate the information I just got because yeah. right now it's, it, it you know, I need, I need that moment. Can I have that moment? And she said, yeah, she said, take that, take that day. And then, after that was over, when I hung up the phone, I simultaneously was like, and then I was like, wow. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a huge step for her. And I know that's hard for her because she likes to resolve the issue. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it just goes back to what you said earlier. You got to be communicating, man. And you got to be communicating your needs. You can't be communicating. You know, I've always said an argument is two people trying to talk louder than each other and nobody's listening. Communication is two people taking a moment to listen to what the other one says and and with feeling and thought and substance giving a response. And I feel like in that moment, she gave me that that thought and that substance and the response that I needed in order for me to be able to deal with that situation properly. Right. So my wife added a little thing at the end. Mm hmm. Okay. And she said, women are great multitaskers. Unfortunately, we are also driven by our emotions. So while doing five things and thinking of 10, we are feeling about 50. Using that ability to benefit our families is one of the hardest challenges we face. Men have the advantage of a naturally more practical mindset, understanding this, accepting our differences and learning to use these differences to benefit the whole of the family unit is the job of both husband and wife. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, look, dude, we, 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 look, we're a very traditional family and, and I, I can't tell you how awesome that really is and how hard that really is. Mm -hmm. Um, but I wouldn't have it any other way and neither would my wife. Yeah. And I, there's a lot of ways that are in the bounds of like appropriate 
roles and, and responsibilities and stuff. And, and look, it can come along, but I, I guess from our standpoint, the wife is just so cherished and it's just such a beautiful thing and, and is the, and it just, look, makes it more tolerable to live, live, live in this world and yeah. to operate in it and do everything it is, you know? Well, I think we, I think what's happened is we've lost the ability to <laughs> place in the hierarchy of how our lives as men go, the importance of our wives, right? Like we, you and I very much recognize the value of our wives every day. Yeah. And I feel like this current, you know, generation of, you know, whether it be I'm an independent woman and I don't need anybody or I'm a driven man and I'm not worried about your emotions and, uh, and you need to get under control. There is a middle ground for that, right? Like you don't have to, I have a, I have a job. I'm the head of my household. My faith tells me, my God tells me you need to lead your family, but that doesn't mean to dominate my wife. No, that means to love her enough to to think things through, make good decisions, include her in those decisions, get her input. Um, all of those are important things, right? So I think that if I, through this, if I could communicate anything to anybody would be, you know, take a look at your marriage right now and make sure that you have the proper place of honor for where your wife is supposed to be in the hierarchy of your life. Because a, go back to an old saying, a good woman is hard to find and a good a good wife is one in a trillion like you you don't you don't understand what it is to to how much work it takes for her yeah to to be a good wife even when you're not being a good husband sometimes right yeah it goes both ways man i mean you you really just have to again cherish your wife that's right if you're loving your wife like Christ loved the church you're doing it right yeah if it's other than that you need to work on it yeah uh, and, and, you know, there's some social issues that are contrary to a lot of things that we're going to, we talk about here, but at the end of the day, I don't really care. And I don't think you should either. And I think we need to, we, you know, if you're serious about being a Christian man, husband, father, you need to be serious about a Christian woman, wife, mother. And don't young men who, who are not married. Don't be afraid to have standards, right? Don't don't be afraid to have high standards. It's okay to find out that some relationships aren't going to take you where you need to go. Um, use your 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 wisdom, use your wise counsel that you surround yourself with, and and have standards for what you expect in your relationships, right? Um, because I, I tell you what you're going to appreciate your relationship more and, and, and your eventual wife is going to appreciate you for having those standards. So. Yeah, man. And I just encourage everybody to talk through your Absolutely. roles, talk through your responsibilities, talk through what is non-negotiable. Yeah. You know, there's no harm and no foul. But, yeah. I mean, you got to do it. Yeah. All right. That's it for today. See ya. See you guys.